Welcome to Softcore History. What is up? Welcome back to Softcore History. I am your host for the week, Rob Fox. I'm full of wings. I'm full of tequila. I've had two and a half mozzarella sticks because uh, Honey, who is not our advertiser this week, but they are a per- perpetual advertiser, they gave us an Uber Eats gift card. They are real ones. They, they were like, you've done such a great job. We are going to give you an Uber Eats gift card. The boys are hungry. Because we were talking about how we use it for food. Yeah. And you spend it on wings. We got, well, that's more Uber Eats' fault. Because Uber Eats has a terrible selection of restaurants. Yeah. Not a good wing town. No. So we got, we just got pluckers. There's no, wings are like pizza. Mm. There's no bad wing. Yeah. They're, they're, it's very hard. It has to be like breaded. It has to be brutally bad. Do you have to actually pick it up from pluckers? I chose to pick it up from pluckers because i assumed the uber eats driver now this has nothing to do with honey we thank honey for the money they gave us of course and so we're gonna com- we complain but, regardless but it then uber eats is becomes the problem and i don't trust uber eats so i just ordered it through uber eats to pick up so the money went you know it was free from honey what was the crowd like oh my god dude oh a pluckers crowd <laughs> on a monday on a it was, holiday it was brutal it's it was good. all everyone was sitting at the bar it smelled like a fucking frat house floor, like just yeah. old sour beer. old Miller Lite and Bud Light, uh, like that had not been cleaned up. Like someone should have gone in there with a power washer just to clean. Was the it the floor. one on South Lamar? No, uh, Oak Cliff. Ooh, yeah, I've never been to that one. Yeah, it's grim. <laughs> the South Lamar one is fucking like the upper, Taj Mahal upper compared, upper to that one. compared to this <laughs> yeah. one. This yeah, one that's was a rough spot on South Lamar. Pluckers. Being a regular at like a chain wing place, not cool. It was, it was rough. People, I kind of wanted, I kind of wanted to hang out there. To be quite honest, I, I like pluckers just fine. But the people that freak out about it out here, I'm like, have you ever had good wings? Like really good wings? Right. There's better. Like Tommy want wingy, right? But that's like a food truck. But no, no. This these are families that are you know middle class. You bring your shitty ADHD kid. Yes. Let him throw stuff on the floor. Yeah. You let him just yell at the, the bartender. Place, you don't feel bad about the child making a mess of everything. Yeah. You give him his fucking... You know, that's actually... The people I don't like more than the loud kid at the Chili's, the people that are complaining about the ambiance at the Chili's being mm-hmm. too loud. Yeah. It's like, you're at fucking Chili's. Yeah. Shut up. Um, this crying baby's ruining my experience. No, you ruined your experience the moment you walked into here. It's like Whoa. you ordered on a tablet. <laughs> Shut up. You ski in you jeans. two things for $20. Yeah. In this economy, <laughs> order a ten dollars steak and act like I was thinking about this the other day because um, I listened to the Moana soundtrack, or I'm sorry, the Encanto soundtrack. Well, both with my kid a lot, right? And in Encanto, there's a song. Not even with your kid. This is just what you jam out to when you run. At this point, honestly, because I do love them. Uh, the song uh, "Surface Pressure" or whatever. The strong chicken in Kanto, if you've seen it, she's like, there's a line was like, because I know what my worth is. And I was like, that's such a 21st century, like modern line, because I know what my worth is, right? People say it all the time, like, know what you're worth. I know what you're worth. Like, I know what my worth is. But the ir- irony of that is I don't think those people typically do know what their worth is. This is someone in Coach or in Chili's. That crowd of pluckers knows their worth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they know where they are. A hundred percent. $2 beer pitchers? Yeah. I'm yeah. 
Uh, and, but the, anyone who says, because I know what my worth is, I, I like truly, I don't think you do. I don't think you do. Uh, you are worth the amount of bone ladder you can make. <laughs> that is your worth. How many rungs can you make on because the bone ladder? I would argue the people that do go to those chain restaurants know they're worth very much so. That's fine. It just feels like a type of person. It's like, look, it's not like you're owed nothing when you're flying coach, but understand that you are sitting in coach. And understand when you go to an Applebee's, it is microwaved. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like you're owed nothing. Like, you don't deserve to have the waitress come up and spit in your face. You kind of do. (laughs) You kind of do. I mean, it's like those are the people that also, I kind of get what you're saying. The people that are like that, that go to Applebee's and complain, they're the kind of people that's like, I take a dollar off of my tip every time I don't like something that happens. Like, they yeah. play games with the wait staff and shit like that. If you're obsessed with your own worth, you might be obsessed with everyone's worth. Yeah. And if you're obsessed with your own worth, I kind of take it that you aren't worth a lot. Yeah. If that's would, what you're obsessed with. I would say over. so. I, every time I hear that line, I'm you're just either like... either worth a fuck ton or hate, nothing. Yeah, that's like such an yeah. internet line. Like, it's such like... A, internet influencing songwriting line where i'm like god damn it i hate this yeah people that know their worth make about fifty thousand dollars a year (laughs) i know what i'm worth do you because you run social media for like some giant conglomerate right and they pay you you've pretty much in coupons last weekend you thought of the funniest one word you could tweet on your on your friday did you see that shit? All the corporate accounts tweeting one word and signing off? No. For the long weekend, it was like a whole thing. Everyone was just tweeting one word. It yep, was like, it was awful. It was dumb. Every time. Can I tell you something? Those people get paid too much. They do. They probably have 45 to 50. If you run a social much. media account, you should have to pay the company. Yeah, I kind of. For the exposure. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're getting. Cloud ain't free. No. It's filling yeah. me with hate, to be honest. No, I. I remember thinking when I was running social media for something that it was important. Or you get paid for performance, like how each tweet does. Yeah. Ooh. Not well. Why even have a Twitter at this point if you're a fucking company? If you're social you media. You can only get in trouble there. You can only get terrible ads. Yeah. Nobody's. No adding. one on Twitter's like, oh man, I loved my breakfast. I had a great at experience. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? Another brilliant Southwest flight. So good. Yeah. I mean, the other day, I tweeted at Uber Eats. You I was did. actually trying to do that for a while when I was at Grand X, was to, uh, you know how everybody would obviously tweet at the airline, just saying how miserable the experience was? Yeah. I was trying to do a positive tweet I was towards just airlines. I might do that for my next flight. I'm taking Southwest. Now. I tried doing that in like 2016 and didn't catch on. Yeah. No, because people... Positivity don't pay. People know their worth, Dan. They know they're not getting what they deserve. I hate when people bitch about flights online constantly. Yeah. It's I, like, dude, I know exactly you? what I am. It's a, it's a, it's a Airbus. Yeah. Southwest. In the particular. only thing, you know, every airline, let's, let's not say like Delta's better or fucking. No, that's true. If you're, every, if you're, especially if you're flying coach, you're on the bus. Yeah. You're on a bus. You're on the mega bus of the sky. Yeah. And no one is tweeting mega bus. No. <laughs> You understand what you're you on on a Megabus. I'm sorry, you don't have Twitter on your Cricket wireless phone. <laughs> like you don't, you can't tweet a Megabus. And I've flown first class like once or twice. It's <sighs> it's great, but it's not worth it. 
Man, no, it's, it's, it's not worth like three X the coach ticket. No. no, it's not worth it, but it's also hard to go back. It's so it sucks when you go back yeah. to coach up for first it class. It's but like, terrible. The, I guess like the extra space is the main thing because you're like, oh, well, you also get like free drinks, but you're only gonna have like two of those. Oh, the one time, the last time I was in first class, I was 22. I got cut off. Sick. I got I got three whiskey doubles before the flight took off. They're like, no. You're going to be hammered by the time you right. get there. Oh, I actually pushed the limits. Uh, one year from my birthday, I flew home. And for my birthday gift, I got first-class tickets. And uh, I had 13 drinks. <laughs> and how many hours? Bogs that shit? It was like three. A three-hour flight. Nice. In the sky. That's impressive. In the sky. People don't realize the higher you go, the drunker you get. Altitude. Altitude, baby. That's why I only drink in Denver now. Well, speaking of worth, there's a, a great line in Raiders of the Lost Ark that kind of informs everything we're going to talk about today uh indy's rival archaeologist uh belloc is like look at this watch you remember the scene he's like in the like arabian bar or whatever he thinks marion just died he's like look at this watch worthless bought it for ten dollars in the street from from a vendor but bury it in the sand for a thousand years it becomes priceless time turns garbage into gold essentially now is this before or after they ripped the heart out that's the next movie. That's but Temple actually, it's technically after because uh, Temple of Doom was a prequel. Was it? Yeah. Huh. Dan, bury me. I'll be worth a lot. You're already gold, man. I'm gold, man. <laughs> yeah, fun. <laughs> fun. Name puns. Uh, and this is kind of true, actually. Uh, archaeologists get a ton of their most useful info from the garbage dumps of the sites they excavate. I imagine you can get a lot of info. Just like you learn what they eat, like yeah. all kinds of stuff, because nobody cleans up the garbage. Right. Right? They, if it's a garbage hole, they're not going to move that anywhere else. Oh, they, look, more broken pottery. <laughs> yeah, it's broken pottery with like a painting on it, and they're like, oh, they, there's a man with an erection killing a boar. So I guess what this means is, is that the most virile man kills a boar, but actually it's just that killing, killing pigs got this particular man erect. Like he was yeah. just horny. That was he wasn't actually even holding a spear. He was just jamming his dick into yep. a pig. Yeah, and but but the uh, the, the artist community. was like, "Look, yeah. I'm not drawing you fucking a pig on a pot. <laughs> we can, I will. I'll get metaphorical with it. I'll art it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. like I just is that good enough for you? Okay, you get thank it. You. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because I'm not do. I can only do like a pot a week, and I'm not spending a week drawing you fucking a pig. Did you see that rendition? It was like a few weeks back of like uh, what Aristotle would have looked like. It would have been dirty, right? He didn't look of that bad. Of course he would have been filthy. No, no, not that dirty, but he just kind of looked like, uh, I think somebody referred to him as like a Nebraska offensive lineman. Okay. <laughs> Is he fat? He looks, yeah, big boy. Was Aristotle big? I guess. I feel like he was a little Dionysian, right? Like, I know he was, well I guess fed. he was technically, no, I'm thinking of Socrates. Are you thinking of Socrates? Socrates was the disheveled, gross one. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Aristotle was the most put together one. You're right. Aristotle was uh, tutoring like Alexander the Great and shit. Socrates was the hobo esque man who then, was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Socrates yeah. was pure. Yeah, he was pure thinker. Beheaded, I believe, by the state willingly. Yeah, he wasn't willing. I think he kind of was. I think he was like, well, that's my judgment. He was like, wasn't he like hiding out in like barrels, jumping out, scaring kids and shit yeah, like that? Yeah, he was fucking weird. He was a weirdo. They yeah. were, they, I think they went to a vote, though. <laughs> Democracy. Whatever. I don't care. To, to behead him. Well, that's all he wanted. Yeah, well, they were, yeah, they were a democracy. So, look, because we are audio archaeologists, let's rummage through some garbage. Ooh. The garbage we will be rummaging through today is going to be the second page 
of the August 23rd, 1897 St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Why this random page on this random date? Because it was in St. Louis. Yep. That, well, that is how I found it. No. But that's... That's why. It is that's not, why. That's it why. has nothing to do with me being from there other than I followed this account. To say it has nothing to do with it is... I didn't pick this for this topic because I was like... That's I just wanna, a lie. I want to... That's like, why you found it. Okay, that's fine. So I follow a bunch of history accounts on social media, including one called Vintage St. Louis and Route 66 on Facebook. Every day they do a this day in history on all the shit that happened in SDL. That's crazy you came across it. Yeah. How'd you find it? So, I, I don't know. I followed it randomly. It was probably suggested to me, and I followed it, because I was like, oh, I would like to follow that. Yeah, no. We're just giving you a hard time. We get it. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Anyways. Sip your big gulp. By the way, if you want to dunk on St. Louis, a depressing amount of the stuff that they And post, we do. Yeah, well, here you go. A depressing amount of the stuff they post that takes place after, like... I guess probably the 1950s is literally just sports history. I was about to say, it's probably a lot of Rams shit, right? It's, it's Cardinals and Rams. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, nothing else in the city's happening They're going to leave again. They're going to leave. Well, they won a Super Bowl. Yeah. It's like the three years the Rams were good, and then, like, Bob Gibson or something. That's it. I had a Madden 2003 copy, and I remember one of the achie- micro-achievements you could get on it was winning at the Rams Stadium in the Dome at the time. Because that was, like, one of the hardest places to play. It was. For, it was like, crazy. Yeah. For, like, three years. Greatest show hard. on turf. It was the greatest show on turf. R.I.P. But anyway, so, typically, I'll just look at that thing. I'll look at the this day in history, whatever. Sometimes it's not. Um, but one thing caught my eye, like, two weeks ago uh, from the this day in history. It was a headline that read, the raid on Dago Hill. Oh, God. Is that slur? Yeah. There was an Italian hill that got raided? Yeah. Still exists to this day, by the way. You can't be mad because you're Portuguese Jewish. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're Italian. Nope. That's, no, you are. Nope. You're Italian. He's like, uh, no, but we were, they were talking about that on another show on the network where like, you're like cousin from The Bear, where you just act Italian, but you're not. That guy's very Delco-ish, even though he's supposedly from Chicago. Hey, he definitely has more of a East Coast that vibe. side of the Rust Belt yeah. vibe to him. Yeah. Rust, the Rust, look, the Rust Belt's the Rust Belt. All right. Yeah. That, South side of Chicago is kind of one and the same. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it is all kind of like yeah. that. that it's, all, linear, it's all the same thing. Angry, but happy to be angry. If that makes sense. It does. Does that check? Does that make sense to you? I just I, don't fuck with Italians, man. I don't like them. But you lived amongst them. All, I mean, one of my best friends is Italian. I thought you didn't fuck with them. Yeah. Seems like you fuck with them pretty hard. Keep yeah. your enemies close, you know? <laughs> I believe that's an Italian saying. Very Machiavellian of you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Seems like you fuck with Italians quite a bit. Uh, I'm like Henry Hill. Yeah. Only half. I think he was just fully Irish, wasn't he? No, he was half. Ever since but I can remember when he was half, a gangster. But his dad was Irish. That's right. So he, couldn't so he claimed be. being Irish, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... The article appears on page two of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, the second page of this newspaper, which, uh, by the way, was founded by Joseph Pulitzer, who was still alive when this page two was being published, uh, and was running the paper at the time. Uh, it turns out page two had a theme. You know, we got, there's a sports page and a business page nowadays, so on. Sure. Not so different then. What's page two's theme? Uh, page two's theme was titled... Murderous deeds of men and women, the police record of a day in St. Louis. Oh, fun. 
So it was just the whole day's worth of crimes. What about St. Louis? The most notable crimes. Really, though, this isn't about St. Louis. It's about just a peek into a random day in a large city in America in 1897. Which can't be good. No, it's hilarious. (laughs) It's the funniest fucking thing. And look, it's just a page full of crimes ranging from like murder to like Florida man type of weird shit. Right. This page of the newspaper is what the dumbest person in your family would read. Yes. And assume that extrapolates to the public at large. Like some dude got arrested for pissing on the arch. Well, the arch wasn't built, but yes. The arch was always there. We we (laughs) built the city around the arch. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's actually for the Oregon Trail. They go under the arch. Yeah. That was the portal. It gets st- you to Oregon These faster. Nordic guys keep walking out of the arch. <laughs> when the fuck oh, did the... Uh, when, was the uh, when was the arch actually built? The 60s. Late 60s. Really? Yeah. It's that modern? Yeah. Was it built? Look at it. Doesn't that look like it was built yeah, it up is, in the 60s? It is a piece yeah. of shit. So. That's like... <laughs> yeah. No, it's like... It's exactly like uh, Tomorrowland looks like a Disney World. Oh, uh, and it's just, the same era. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's like that Art Deco, like modern kind of shit yeah yeah not art deco but you uh mod kind of shit like, like we make over, it all overly simplistic everything's metallic yeah, and yeah. Like spartan 60s in a way. 70s yeah. the architect was uh we were lost it was just they were building like squares it wasn't good like, uh, weird I'm, just shapes you would be amazed how many architects are probably still just building squares bud yeah that's probably true but yeah so this page of the newspaper like literally it was, it was for idiots like if a son ran up to his father while he was smoking his pipe and reading about like I, what was going on between Spain and America on the lead up to the war that broke out a year later and was like, daddy, I want page two. I want to read page two. Like he would just rip it out of his dad's hand and dad would like turn to the mom and be like, the boy's as dim as he is queer. Wow. What is 1897? When is it? It is. No, he's saying, well, it is 1897. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. That's not Rob's words. Right. No, it's the hypothetical father. That's the, that's, yes, the bigoted father from 1897. About his yes. idiot child. No one thinks Rob says that. No, he would Rory. never. No. I say that every day. He bumps his head, and I'm like, boy, as dim as he is queer. <laughs> but he does it in an accent, so it's yeah. okay. So he's, it's, a, it's a parody yeah. of terrible. And I do it in a St. Louis accent, because this is a St. Louis town like this. <laughs> so none? Yeah, I, I, just say, like, I just accent. say in my St. Louis accent. He says some words really weird. Warm. Like, what? Warm. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. How do you say bagel? Bagel. Normal. Okay. Yeah, what are you, fucking Stewie? Like, cool whip? Whip. No, I don't do that. So, anyway, I was reading. I was only going to do the raid on Dago Hill, but <laughs> there, I guess there just wasn't enough stuff on that in that story but then i started reading the rest of the page on like a newspaper yeah because like you can get the whole newspaper Did they get kike hill right before that yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know they hit everything yeah um we won't people listening at home yeah. that was the <laughs> jewish man making that joke but so what the kike thing <laughs> i can say that's kike. his it's word fine. i know you're word. allowed to say it. it's your word I, well, you're I, portuguese jew say it uh, i don't think i have enough percentage <laughs> You better, you better put some gay Spanish on it before you say it, buddy. Yeah, like that's all I gotta say. Um, but so I, the story wasn't long enough to do a whole episode on, but I started reading the rest of the page, and it was just full of gold. But it was gold only to meat. 
Like, if you had been reading it in the moment, <laughs> it would have been nonsense, garbage, useless bullshit. I can't believe they wasted a whole page of the newspaper I pay for on it. Like, I don't want to read this. I want to read about Rockefeller and the main parking in Cuba. No. Like, that type of shit. No. No, you want, you want this. You want, the, <laughs> you want the smut, dude. Back to the-, the original point. Know your worth. This is what St. Louis locals wanted. This is not what only St. Louis locals want. I mean, this page was in every type of paper. In the yes, nobody wanted to hear about the you know extravagant things going on around the world. They wanted to know the market. They didn't want to hear about like no. You know what the Russo Japanese? They don't war. give a shit about the president. They cared about like I don't know some fucking baker down the road getting stabbed. You well, know, that's it, all this page is. You know, is bakers getting stabbed? <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna say you know how like assholes say stuff like oh think or think globally buy locally. Everyone does the opposite of that. Yep. In, in practice, everyone buys from super fucking chains. Yeah. And they gossip about what's going on in town. And, yeah, and they you eat garbage. Everyone eats garbage. Everyone, everyone eats like shit. You eat like shit and you talk shit about your neighbors. Yep. That's what people actually do. And that is what this page is. And I I loved reading every second of it. One of the most fucked up parts about this was a little bit. Much better writers back then. Well, they were paid by the word, right? No, that's longer writers. I'm saying oh. they were better writers. These stories, I, would just, I could just read. This, I mean, it was a, a page-turner after page-turner. Let's get it. So, first one, let's start with a raid on Dago Hill. Now, there's a neighborhood in St. Louis called The Hill. It is, even to this day, a predominantly Italian neighborhood. Mm. Uh, Dago is, of course, a fun pejorative for Italians. And at some point, Dago Hill was changed, I guess, to the hill because PC culture was running amok in 1910. <laughs> even then, they were like, come on, guys. <laughs> Jeez. I kind of assume they stopped calling it Dago Hill when they realized Italians would vote like white people. And they're like, congrats, you're white now, too. Just vote in our block, baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's fine. Get in. You're good. Um... So let's get into this article about a police raid on, quote-unquote, according to the 1897 St. Louis Post. You've said it like a dozen times already. Dago Hill. It's Italians. Who cares? (laughs) I agree. Right? I agree. Fuck them. (laughs) Whatever. Hey, fuck you. Yeah. So here's, here's, this is the article that I'm quoting. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's a little long, but I'll take the choice bits. There was a hot time on Dago Hill Sunday night while the sons and daughters of sunny Italy who live there were enjoying themselves in their own peculiar way. (laughs) The police swooped down on them and carted their king and pretty dancing girls to the lockup. What does that mean? You know what it means. I don't get it. Like... The peculiar way that Italians are. What what what's the strange thing they were up to? They were dancing and having fun. Yes. Time to crack some skulls, boys. Kind of. Well, you'll get it. We'll get into why they might have raided it. Okay. I would like to know. Other than them being peculiar, I would like to know what they and Italian. Were. Well, of course. Well, yeah, that'd be both. Immediately, well, one informs the other. <laughs> immediately, I think mafia. And this uh, is kind of pre-mafia. I mean, you get kind of a uh, Godfather Part Two maybe situation here with the with the king they arrested. Mafiosa. Yeah. So from so far in the story, what I gather is happening is a bunch of 15-year-old Italian girls are dancing in the street while a dust cloud of their mom and father beating each other with rolling pins is rolling around. Wrong. Oh, bummer. Wrong, because the girls aren't Italian. Oh. So that might have something to do with it, but I'm not positive. Are they trafficking women? Is this a white trafficking maybe. story? Maybe. 
They go on. So, the, so speaking of your comment earlier about them getting paid by the word or whatever, the next like two paragraphs are literally like describing the topography of the hill and shit like that. And like the hill which lays at light. Yeah, the hill which is a hill. Uh, like yeah. blah blah blah. So anyway, they go on for that. Full like, of pepperoni. So they go on for a minute like it's that. A pepperoni roll. Yeah. Then they kind of get into describing the uh, demographics of the hill. Few of the men on Dago Hill are married. That is why the dance halls thrive. The men work in the brickyards and pipeworks. They work or they make little money but spend it freely. The sounds, arrogance. Sounds awesome. The arrogance. Right? That yeah. sounds like a great life, to be honest. Fucking why gold, are they miserable? They have gold chains. They're all in wife beaters. Yeah. Why are they happy? <laughs> like that's that's so classic American. It's like yeah. why poor people can't be Look happy. Look at how these people live. No, as soon as like Filth. someone it's such an American thing. It's like as soon as someone that makes less money than you appears happy for some reason, it's like, why? These pieces of shit. Yeah. I'm mad because I'm not as rich as that guy. They should be mad they're not as rich as me. It's why are classic. they mad? Yeah. Why aren't they why pissed are they, off? <laughs> these people having a worse time. It's like their culture allows them to, you know, blow off steam. Well, it turns out that these people were awesome at that. Yeah. Sunday is their gala day. On a bright Sunday afternoon, the hill is run wide open. Each cottage is tenanted by a half a dozen men who share the responsibility of paying rent. Each group regales itself with a keg of beer on Sunday afternoon. The keg is tapped in the front yard. So it's a frat house. Yes. Literally a fucking... <laughs> That's, That's just awesome. a block party. It's, yeah. It is literally like a college like neighborhood. It's a tailgate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, no, it's just, you know... So it's a block party. That's fun. Is it, this is more like where you grew up. Yeah, this is where I grew up. <laughs> Except it's a keg instead of like tall boys in a cooler. Everyone's got a bunch row of... Row homes. Everyone's just kind of like drinking in the front yard. Yeah. It is Yang row Lang. home. It is type of row. Yeah. Skinny Yanglang keg. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Just... Honestly, back then though, they knew how to have like... They would fuck off and have like a really good time. They're like, this is our day where we just let loose. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're better at it. I don't know why they're doing it. On a Sunday instead of a Saturday? They had to work on Saturday. Oh, oh really? Yeah. So what, Sunday's what, the only day off back what's, uh What year is this? 1897? They had work They're working Saturday. six days a week. They, they might be working seven, bro. Like, yeah. They're not working today. Yeah. Sunday, you're usually given off. Yeah. Yeah, you're working six days a week. Fair enough. But, like, you're not coming back to the next day. Your wife doesn't know where you are. Well, these men, not a lot of wives. This is... This is a very bachelor-heavy uh, crowd, allegedly. Hmm. So the article goes on to say, About 7.30 o'clock, the girls begin to arrive. They are imported from the city, and the saloon keepers pay them $1 a night to drink and dance with the men. They work hard for their money. They go hard for the money? They work hard for the money. <laughs> yeah, sick. Dude. This is... Sounds like capitalism. I want to, like... This is like my number one time machine destination right now. Guinea Hill. This Dago Hill. Fucking awesome. Oh, Dago shit, Hill. I said the wrong slur. Yeah. My apologies. Dago Hill. Yeah, you went too soft. <laughs> is that less bad? I think so. Is it? I feel like those are the same level of bad. I had, so I had a, a very Italian friend. Wait, what did they call Cuomo that he got super insulted by? It might have been Dago. Oh, they no. called him a, a Guido. 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 They called him Italians a Guido. Have a lot. Guido Hill. Goomba. Guido. Guinea. WAP, Dago. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the Hall of Intolerance from South Park had a lot of Italian slurs yeah. in it, actually. It's yeah. still safe. Yeah. We've talked about you this. You whatever you want. You hey, can say Muhammad anything up until about Turkey, right? Turkey's the line? Yeah, yeah, I think so. 
once you get over the Bosphorus. Yeah, once you Greeks like the the, the last, last people you can insult, white yeah, yeah. people you can make fun of. Yeah. So the article is down to say Joseph Giglione, the king of Dago Hill. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Bibbidi bobbidi, like. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like they probably made up that name too. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "What is it?" Uh, Giglione. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Yeah, fucking bro. Jimmy Gabagool, like. <laughs> yeah, dude. What? His name was probably like something beautiful, like Giglione, and they're like Giglione. <laughs> well, I'm probably mispronouncing it, but whatever. <laughs> no, I'm sure they 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 probably right. They're wrote like Michael Jesus. Spaghetti, the king of Dago Hill. <laughs> Giuseppe Spaghetti. <laughs> and his son Pinocchio, <laughs> Uncle Geppetto. Fuck it. God, why is Italian bigotry hilarious? Of, like, it's oh. amazing because it's all we have left. It is. It is. It's. But it's like it sounds so made up. I know. It's. it's they're ridiculous people. <laughs> but it's also ridiculous Griffin. that like they got to crack some skulls here because people are having fun. Pretty much. Uh, the King of Dago Hill runs its principal saloon and dance hall. This was the first place raided Sunday night. They go on to describe the raid. Cops and Italians fought a little bit, but uh, the police made their arrests, including of the uh, infamous Giglione. Um, they also arrested 12 of his girls. Then, interestingly enough, the post-dispatch goes ahead and uh, doxes the hookers. <laughs> Prince names and addresses? Literally. The addresses? Literally. Why? Let's do Ro- it. Rose Meadows, uh, 1207 Shoto Avenue, uh, Lizzie LaGrace, 2022 Theodore Street, Anna Petit, 1724 Division Ooh, Street. Anna Petit. Rose Petit, 1724 <laughs> oh, Division Street. The sisters. Two roses so far, by the way. Do or, those names sound interesting to you, though? Yeah, they're just tiny. They're not, that's not their actual names. Do they maybe sound a little fake? Yeah. Rose Meadows, Lizzie LaGrace, Anna and Rose Petit. Petit. Those are porn star names. Yeah. Right. I don't think those names are real. They gave aliases. I think they gave, yeah. I don't know what those addresses were. Google Maps doesn't go back that far. <laughs> but, like right now, I looked this up the other day. Ulysses says, because I saw from the same account, uh, they showed the uh, house Ulysses S. Grant got married in in St. Louis because he married a woman from St. Louis. And uh, I was like, oh, well, that, I know those streets still exist. So I was like, let's yeah. see what's there now. And it's a parking lot outside Bush Stadium. Sick. <laughs> oh, fucking general got married here yeah. in this parking lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, so those names, I'm pretty sure they're fake. There were, they did say other names. There's actually 12 real. Maria's in a row. Yeah. <laughs> they just didn't think that would play. So the girls were charged with loitering, of all things. Of course. Even though they were doing the opposite. They were paid to be there. They're, like, that's... That'd be like us getting. That'd be like us getting arrested for loitering right now, at the studio. Yeah, it's like literally I'm making money being right. here. I'm, if there's anyone here that deserves to be here, it's not the twelve guys that live in that house. It's me. Right, I'm being paid to be here. <laughs> yeah, I'm a paid employee. Anyway, the post dispatch goes on to describe the um, general atmosphere of the hill, sort of, sort of just how things are on the hill. Sure. Much tact is required to keep from getting into trouble around these Dago Hill halls. A stranger is always looked on with suspicion, and stilettos are as thick as leaves in Vallombrosa. What the fuck does that mean? Like I said, 
Much better writers. Yeah, that's impressive. Much better writers. This and by the way, this is the garbage section of the newspaper. Yeah. What is what this is, is the dog shit section of the newspaper? This is a guy just trying to cut his chops. Like, what does stilettos as thick as leaves and vellumbrosa mean? Like, I don't even. Does that mean they're thin or thick? Well, let me translate this whole sentence. For okay, you. thank you. Essentially, what it means is, uh, basically, they're saying. If you don't keep your mouth shut, these Italians will stab you, and these greasy bastards have knives like the forest has leaves. Oh, is a stiletto a knife? Stiletto's a knife. It's a switchblade. Okay. And, oh, I was just thinking the hookers. Well, it's not necessarily yeah. a switchblade, but a stiletto's a knife, and Valombrosa is essentially a very fancy word for forest. So they're saying there's as many knives in this neighborhood as there are leaves in a forest. Yes. That's insane. <laughs> the... There's a lot of tact in that sentence, though, too. <laughs> that's pretty... That's wordsmithing. That is brilliant writing. That's that really good writing. the dog shit section of the newspaper. That is the most eloquent bigotry I've ever heard that's in my life. That's incredible. It's so beautiful, you don't even realize it. I didn't. I thought they were making a comment about their shoes. Right? So a stiletto heel is named after a knife. Slay queen. Slay. <laughs> kind of, though, right? Grant. Yeah. I, it's it's incredible. He went from page two to then right in The Great Gatsby. Well, fun th- funny story about this and why these writers are so good, or maybe not why these writers are so good, but interesting story about the writers. Uh, Ernest Hemingway got his start writing on the uh, Kansas City ambulance beat. Really? Yes. Uh, Hunter S. Thompson wrote for ESPN. He also wrote for Rolling Stone. Different era. Different era. But Hemingway started out writing, and by the way, this is essentially what this what I gathered from this uh, page is probably they had a reporter or two working the city hospital beat, and they were waiting at the hospital for people to show up with the weird injuries, the fucked oh, up injuries. The original TMZ. Yeah, yeah, and they got their stories. It's Nightcrawler. Yep. Yeah, it's, yeah that is... The perfect way to put it. Yeah, it's Nightcrawler. I love that movie. It's a, it's actually really underrated. Except they're all like eleven year old newsy boys. Yeah, that are g- no, giving the them reporters probably, are, not reporters? the reporters, the tipsters. Uh, they're sending all these kids to the hospital. The, the little sparrows. no, the reporters are there. I guarantee you, the reporters are there watching people come in, and they're like, "What happened? That one stab, gunshot." And they'll go over and they'll fucking take the whole fucking story. What's his story. fucking address? Yeah. And they're like, what's your address now? I got to rep- print it for the whole city to see. Yeah. I bet he had, but I'm telling you, he had a network of children. He was like, uh, not Littlefinger. What's fucking uh, Varys. Varys, yeah. Yeah, you're back in Game of Thrones mode. You're yeah. back in deep, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I knew it. You're little sparrows. You're little sparrows. Real quick, before we get back to the topic at hand, we do have some advertisers. And we are going to start out with GhostBed. GhostBed.com forward slash drinking bros is where you can get the best mattresses in the world. Best mattresses, best pillows, best bedding, whatever. GhostBed.com forward slash drinking bros. And they have two deals running right now. The first one is a bundle deal. You get 40% off your entire order, no matter how big, as long as you start with one of their mattresses and their adjustable base. Then you build from there. More mattresses, uh, more more bases, uh, pillows, sheets, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Whatever you want to get, 40% off at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros if you use the promo code, or I'm sorry, if you do the bundle deal. If, however, maybe you don't need uh, an adjustable base, maybe you you already have the bed frame or whatever, you can use the promo code drinking bros to get 30% off your entire order, no matter how big or small, whether it's one pillow or like three mattresses and like i already said you're, you have already got bed frames so you don't need a base that's fine um whatever 
anything big or small, no matter how uh, big or small it is, 30% off of everything with the promo code Drinking Bros at ghostbed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. Ghostbed is dope. All their mattresses, pillows, sheets, etc. have cooling technology. They've got weighted blankets. Uh, it's made in America. You can finance them. It's like $35 a month for up to 60 months. Zero down, uh, zero interest, all that fun stuff. I cannot recommend ghost bed enough. Dan sleeps on a ghost bed. I've got some pillows. Uh, I think Jake has a, the, the weighted blanket because he's an anxious fool. Uh, look, we've all got ghost bed stuff. They're awesome. Highly recommend it. Ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. And if you didn't hear uh, the ad last week, with or not, with or not.com, use the code POD20 to get 20% off your order of the best rugby shirts you will find online. With or not.com. I'm, I'm wearing one today. Check it out. Pod 20, 20% off your order. So that is what happened with the raid on Dago Hill. Uh, the women, or well, the king of Dago Hill, whatever, Giglione, he was released. Um, Why is he the king? He owned a bunch of the dance halls. Uh, he's so he king. probably did do some mafia shit. Probably did have some people killed, to be quite honest. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty. Seems like you're projecting a yeah, little bit. that's a lot of presumption. Yeah, I, look, I'm just being a bigot. So let's just, you know. Let's just move on. Huh? Yeah, let's just take it what it is. On... To the next story. Headline. Revolvers and canes. Subheadline. They figure conspicuously in small race war on South Broadway. I was going to say if canes are involved, there's going to be pimps. No. No pimps. Uh-oh. No pimps involved. Olds. No. Oh, well, I actually don't. <laughs> I didn't catch the age of the man with the cane. So okay. maybe. Maybe. Butlers? I don't know. Like. Well, could, be, it could be an old man, but I'll, I'll start into the story. The race war, yes. Continue. Charles Kellogg awoke at the city hospital Monday morning Kellogg. with a bloody face and scalp wounds enough to make him sore from head to foot. He is a young white man aged 22 years and rather good looking. He says he is the victim of a mistake. All I did I'm was too say good one. looking to be a victim. All I did was say one word to him. <laughs> And he took it. Can't say way. anything anymore. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Is this where this goes? Because it sounds like it might be. Kinda. Yeah. So, by the way, I love that. I I, I love that they needed to mention that he was handsome, hot. But honestly, that's probably an important detail in these days because there's no picture. There's only drawings. Oh right. So, like here, I'll show you guys a little. Uh, <laughs> Let me see the hot. Here's noodle. the raid on Dago Hill. Oh, they aren't very good at drawing either. Here is uh, you gotta be quick though. Here's a picture of a man who was injured. Different guy, but I mean, it's literally just like courtroom sketch type drawings. Oh yeah, he doesn't look hot. It also doesn't look like a white man. Actually, he is weirdly enough. That one of the picture I just showed you. Yeah, yeah he is described so as bruised. They, they, oh, he's blind. Oh yeah, his name is Blind Billy. <laughs> of course, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's what they say. Yeah, no, his name in, in the story is Blind. That's We're not legal. doing his story because it was kind of whatever, but yeah, yeah, his name is Blind Billy. Okay. So anyway, yeah, they need to mention it. I think there's an important detail in these days, so it gets, it gets readers interested. And, like, I don't want to be uh, an asshole here, but I feel like uh, women are big readers of this section of the paper. Okay. So to talk about a, a man being attractive is... we got to drum up some sympathy, right? Right, right. Well, I don't... Sympathy, interest. Interest, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... Compelling. The story goes on. Uh, Kellogg gives his account. So this is a quote from Kellogg. Here, Several of us, he relates, were drinking beer in the alley near 2nd and Miller Street Sunday evening. A crowd of colored men passed by and were hooted at as a joke by a number of our crowd. A few minutes later, I left the party 
and started up Broadway. When on the corner there, the Negroes, who had been lying in wait, jumped abroad of me and beat me badly before I could get out my gun. I did not shoot, but they crossed the street and fired at me a number of times. I was innocent of doing anything to the Negroes. I admit I was drinking a little, but I was certainly not drunk. They shot me in the head. (laughs) It wasn't me shouting at them. My friend, yeah, he's like, it was, dude, yeah, like, my drunk friends were being assholes, and I, like, left a few minutes later, like, I was just getting out of there, and these guys fucking jumped me because of my, my buddies. I didn't shoot them, but they shot at me. Mm-hmm. I was gonna shoot them, but they shot I at me I could have, but I didn't. Cool. The, the uh, police uh, had a different story. Oh. These are the police in 1897 St. Louis. So progressive, yes? Yes, very progressive bunch. Uh, basically, their story uh, was that uh, Kellogg was drunk, walked up to Broadway and Miller Streets, as was mentioned by Kellogg himself, uh, took out his gun and just started popping off shots at a group of black guys. Sounds like that's probably what happened. Yeah. I'm going to guess that's... If the cops are saying that yeah. at this time, yeah, you did that. <laughs> you did that. They're, they're, they are not trying to put away this guy. Right. right. Like, so no, this fucker... We- can't even cover this up. It's right. Buddy. Like, a hundred people saw you do this. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, the group of black guys he shot at charged him and beat the shit out of him. Then Kellogg somehow got free, uh, ran a block away, turned around, started popping off some more shots. Finally, the cops showed up and uh, thankfully arrested uh, two of the black guys. Uh, <laughs> to stop the problem, right? Yeah. And they sent Kellogg to the hospital because Kellogg was beat to shit. Um, one of the black men that uh, uh, Kellogg shot at, John Rogers, said he had nothing to do with anything. He was just around in the area, didn't, didn't do anything. The other, Calvin Chairs, was like, yeah, I hit him with my cane. I was doing this thing called self-defense. He said that? No, no. Oh, I, God, I was going to say, that's tight. He said he did it in self-defense, I, but I kind of just took his what I assume had to be his indignation and yeah. put it in modern terms, a modern sort of way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I would hit someone with a cane too if they were if they shooting, were at, shooting me. at me. Yeah, yeah. If they walk up to the corner, we're just like, you know what? Pop. Bang. <laughs> bang. Bang. <laughs> that's balls. To me. <laughs> that's, that's some terrible air. Like to think you're going to get away with it. Cause you tell a different story. I don't know that he thought anything. <laughs> he might have been so drunk he thought that's what happened. Yeah, like, I don't, look, I don't want to put anything in his head or not in his head. Probably a race. Everyone was racist back then. I don't know what he, like, he literally, he probably was racist. But also, he, maybe he just thought, yeah, he would get away with shooting at a group of black guys. I'll tell you what might have happened. Could have been a psych, just a psychopath. He, what, his buddies did say a bunch of terrible shit to those people. Yeah, I don't and know then, what hooting at black guys means. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, he left pissed drunk, having a, f- a nice laugh about that old jape that they right. did. And then he saw, saw them immediately. He was like, ah, 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 start firing That's rounds. actually generous. That's probably what happened. That's generous. I would assume all that happened, and then he, like you said, was walking and saw them and was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to finish this fucking shit off. Bah, 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 bah. That's, yeah, it's definitely my version was more generous. That is too generous, yeah. I would say. Yeah, uh, fair the, the article ends by saying, Kellogg is not shot in the head, as he claims. <laughs> fact-checked. <laughs> Immediately fact-checked. They unraveled the fucking <laughs> bandage not, on his head. No hole. 
There's no hole. Uh, and we'll recover from his wounds. This all happened, by the way, a block away from one of the grossest bars in St. Louis. And I feel like, Dan, you will enjoy this bar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is called DB's Sports Bar. It's in St. Louis near... Um, Dave & Buster's? No. It is now. It's in St. Louis near Soulard and man, it is. I gotta just like show you the front before I tell you what what they wear in there. Actually, I'll tell you not. The waitresses wear lingerie. Ugh. Oh. And I was a, I was thinking more of like a, a Bennigan's type no, outfit. And this is what the bar looks like on the outside. Okay. Like a municipal building. Uh, yeah, that looks like a government sponsored right. bar. It is. It makes there lingerie it, in there? Yeah. It's honestly like it's extremely representative of my city, to be quite honest, in many ways. They have is great it, wings though. It makes so me feel it's, at it's home. like a it's like a home brew hooters kind of I guess. They but, do have good wings. Like lingerie though? That's yeah, like, just gross. Underwear and you know, bra type of situation. Try to separate food and that. I typically do too. People, it's pretty love going It feels like the. It looks though. like it's going to be the last place on earth you're allowed to smoke cigarettes at inside. I don't know if you are allowed or not anymore, but I feel like it can't be enforced there. Although there was a strip club uh, Saturday, I think in Austin, Mike invited me. He's just like, "Yeah, man, free steak." What do you mean free steak? What time of night were you eating this free? It, it was during the day. It was Saturday. It was like I didn't go, but he invited okay. me. He was just like, "Yeah, man, a bunch of comedians. We're gonna go to the uh, I forget what the club is, but they're like they serve free steaks on Saturdays." It's not Palazzo. It is Palazzo. Okay, that yeah, sounds like a sounds Palazzo like move. Yeah. yeah. Do you, can you get it cooked how you want, or is it all medium well? I don't know. Feels like it's all medium well. Yeah. They're like if you want something pink, what if it's the best steakhouse in town? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a great line. They should. They should. I, I'm gonna give them a call. Yeah, if you want it, hey Velazio, cook all your steaks medium well. <laughs> and, tell, and someone asked, say if you want it, pink, if you want something pink, you got to pay for it. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> That's actually, I, I might give him a call. Do it. Yeah. Now let's go in there in suits. Yeah, we got the oh, just Detroiters that shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just like bad commercial pitch it. Yeah. That would be a great commercial. If you want something pink, you got to pay for it. Come on down to Palazzo. Free steaks. They're brown on the inside. I love it. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. So that's that story. Next story. On so page back, two of back the, to back racist of stories. The St. Louis Post Dispatch. Yes. Something tells me most of these stories are going to be racist. Well, everything sounds racist, even For the, the ones time, that are. Man. Don't worry. There's some sexism, too. Oh, great. Thankfully. A little misogyny. Yeah. Next story. He wanted beer or blood. <laughs> it's an alcoholic vampire. This one's a quickie, so I'm just going to give you the whole blurb. It's literally just one paragraph. E.S. Knox, colored, tried to... <laughs> you gotta stop. I don't care that it says that. You just gotta stop. That's, it's literally <laughs> written in the fucking paper. You can skip it's over so it. It's so insane how fast they go to, like, what race is he? Yeah, That's no, the it's second not... thing after their name You can't skip over everybody. it. We're trying to show you the picture of the time. All right. Like, it's literally... It is... it is insane how quick they get from their name, what race are they? Right. This is, imp- yeah. this is actually genuinely fascinating to see that they wrote it this way. E.S. Knox, colored, tried to kill George Jones, a colored deckhand from the steamer Paducah, at Levy and Locust Monday because he refused to give him a nickel to buy beer with. Jones said he did not know Knox, so I don't know if they were like, did you know him? Because you're both 
No? Okay. Uh, who caught him by the lapel of his coat and demanded a nickel. It's just a homeless man. Yeah, just a homeless guy grabbed his uh, river sailor. <laughs> and wanted, was like, give me a nickel! Wanted like eight hours worth of wages. Yeah. yeah. And the guy was like, no, who are you? It's like, I worked all day. And he's like, I'll kill you. This is the type of shit that's in here. This is like, it goes from like long stories to, to little blurbs. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all that story is, and I've just found that interesting, funny that they even included that. The next story, one of my favorites. Headline, Maggie Lane is insane. <laughs> they got some rhyming. Yep. That's good news right there. Subheader, girl who took carbolic acid to be locked up. Carbolic acid? What is carbolic acid? It's how you kill yourself. It's a way to kill yourself, but not that's a good be a painful way. Not even in an effective way. We'll get into that. Okay. So we'll start with the story here. Maggie Lane, the handsome 22-year-old daughter of Julius Lang. Uh, Julius Lane. Oh, she was handsome. The proprietor of Bell Hotel. Yeah, she's attractive. You got to tell these people they're attractive. Handsome was uh, non-gender okay. back then as well. Yeah, but now if you say it, it's she's a handsome, a handsome woman, woman. Yeah. It's an insult. Yeah. Strong features on her. Um, Julius Lane, the proprietor of the Bell Hotel, will be sent to the insane asylum. For the third time, Maggie made a desperate attempt late Saturday night to commit suicide. She poured half an ounce of carbolic acid in a teacup of stewed peaches and took a big swallow of the poison. She then lay down to die. Who's giving these reporters this information? <laughs> Why would you tell this? Her parents? Uh, like, I guarantee you it's Julius Lang. It is. It yeah. is. It's Julius Lang. And and he insane. wants his daughter locked up. Be like, yeah. fuck off. You're not putting my daughter on page two of the... I know it's on page two of the post-dispatch. Get the fuck out of here. She's clearly bad at it. It's the uh, third time. Her third attempt. On purpose. We'll get into that. It's because she wants attention. Yes, literally. I I gathered as much. Or oh, Ju- so she actually reports it herself? No, but was, you can... It's easy to glean. Well, I, I'm guessing that Julius Lane keeps trying to kill her, and if it doesn't work... Well, there's an interesting ripple to that as well. Okay, cool. So, everybody's business is out in, out in the open on this page, and I don't understand why anyone would talk to... Like, I'm from page two of the Post-Dispatch. I'm like, oh, well, my daughter's in the hospital. I guess I have to talk to you. Like, wh- tell them to fuck off. Be like, why would you ever do this? Like, go die. Yeah. Yeah. So, back to the story. Uh, her father discovered her with the cup of poison at the bedside. She frankly admitted to him that she had taken the poison and wanted to die. I've taken the poison, and I want to die, yeah. is how you frankly tell your father that. Yes. Father, I've taken the poison, and I want to die. Okay, then. <laughs> He's like, Carry on. No. Uh, <laughs> she was hurried to the city dispensary, pumped out, then sent to the city hospital. She declares that she intends to kill herself if she ever gets the chance. It might just be family gossip that gets out. Yeah. Because I know my parents talk shit about like my aunts and uncles and my cousins. Two reporters from the Philadelphia Inquirer. <laughs> I'm sure it gets out. <laughs> To inquire her newsroom. Do you hear about what happened in the Rajesta house? You hear about the Murphys? <laughs> sure, sure. So I looked it up in carbolic acid. Yeah, it'll kill you. How much do you need? A lot, and it takes a while. So if you get, like, if someone gets to you relatively quickly, you will live. So she drank the poison and pretty much immediately told her dad she drank it probably knowing that her dad was going to force her to the hospital to get pumped out right so you tell me 
whether these attempts were that serious. <laughs> Do they list the other two? It's all carbolic acid, I'm oh. pretty sure. Dad, I did it again. You would think she'd get the dosage, right? Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't want to die. <laughs> yeah. This is all... She's got a tolerance She's now. crazy and wants attention. Sounds like she got cut off a couple times. Yeah. yeah. She was crazy, though. But there's another reason, potentially. She, she is crazy. And we hear this in the story as well. In love? Well, we hear that maybe, too. With her father? No. Oh. Not him. He's really ruining her dreams. Of dying. Did she get arrested at Dago Hill? <laughs> She's a Dago Hill dancer? No. Uh, Sunday, Mr. Lang found a note under her pillow in which she told him that she had taken the poison and asked nothing be done to save her life. She said in the note, Ethel has promised to do so much for me and failed, so I cannot stand the disappointment and want to die. Mr. Lang says that he, do, he does not know who Ethel is. <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck is Ethel? There her, is no Ethel. Her imaginary friend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Ethel doesn't crazy. exist. Or a lesbian lover. Or uh, a ghost. It's one of those three. Doesn't exist, ghost, or lesbian. Uh, he has since learned that Jesse Ferguson, a domestic in the house. I don't know what that means. <laughs> a domestic? Just a servant, I guess. A domestic might be someone that pays to live in your house, too. Oh, yeah, it could be. Like a tenant. I didn't look it up because this is sophomore history. Yeah. I, I would imagine. She's a beer. LSU was playing FSU. So well, yeah, why would you look that up? Right. There's Come game on. on. I got so much time. Uh, had filled Maggie's mind with visions of how she could become wealthy and was going to make a deal whereby she could go into business on Market Street. So yeah, a little crazy. Possibly some manipulative, manipulative assholes yeah. in her life. Not sure why Mr. Lang was down with publishing any of this, no. let alone providing detailed first-hand details to the paper. Like, yeah. full-ass, like, come over here, page two, boy, I'll tell you why my daughter is asleep in this hospital. Well, you know, after that second attempt, it might get a little old. You're just like, you know what, I'm printing it. Like a public shaming to make her better? Yes. Well, he's sending her to the insane asylum at this point. Like, he's, she's going. Ooh, three-strike rule. Literally. (laughs) That's how it goes. The final paragraph, also interesting. Mr. Lang says that he feels sure his daughter is a pure girl and that she had no sweethearts. She had a brother, or she has a brother older than herself already in the city insane asylum. Just wants to join him. Yeah. So she's got a brother in the city insane asylum. Sounds like this guy wants to get rid of his kids, too, maybe. Maybe. Kids are a drag, you know? No, I don't. Like, they're fun when they're babies, but... I, I don't know. I'm actually, like, as a father, as a, as a father. Right. Um, it's great now. What I'm really worried about is, like, a teenager just dunking on me and making me feel like shit all the time. Yeah, what if he just beats you up? You never know, man. <laughs> God, that's gotta be your worst fear as a parent. Your kid beats you up? Your kid beats your ass when he's, like, 14. <clears throat> that's why you beat them early. Yeah, you gotta make them afraid of you. Right. And then when they beat you, it's like you finally learned. Yeah, but what if he's bigger than you? He probably will be. He's a big baby. You afraid of that? No. He I've knocks switched. you out. What if he knocks you out cold? My wife doesn't know this, but I've switched his uh, real milk out with plant-based uh, milk. That's soy milk? Yeah. So Good. Soy boy that kid. Up. I am soy boying him pretty hard. I'm the alpha in this house. Yeah, you know how like if you eat soy, your testosterone goes down? Wouldn't know. I've, oh, I also just dump microplastics into his formula. That should be the. You should give him as much 
mercury-based food as possible. As well, I do. Yeah, fish them up, man. Yeah, as well, I do. So let's keep dunking on lonely, mentally ill women for a minute. When doesn't history do that? Right? Why not? Yeah. Next headline. Fell sad and lonely. Annie Ryan is at the city hospital with a badly bruised head, a lapsed memory, a breath that suggests large quantities of cheap whiskey. Fuck yeah. And an ache for every bone in her body. So, domestic abuse. Nope. Oh. She threw herself down the stairs. Sad and lonely. There's no one there to abuse her. <laughs> Only herself. She's hurting herself. At this. Yeah. So they're, essentially, they're already. Like, this article is already like, this woman is poor and alone. And drunk. Yeah, and it only gets worse. Annie is a laundress and works at Hotel Moser. She lives in a single room at 23rd and Howard Streets <laughs> and says she is 28 or 29 years old. So they've doxed her again, by the way. Whatever <laughs> yes. She doesn't know how her, old she is? Her, I'm 28 or 29. Her place of employment. And where she lives. Yeah. Uh, she says she... Well, hold on. It goes on. Yeah. She says she's 28 or 29 years old. Her gray locks and the crow's feet around her eyes would indicate she missed the truth by half. <laughs> so she's like 40. <laughs> this bitch is 60. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. yeah this <laughs> drunk bitch doesn't know how old she is. She's fucking 60. I mean, just absolutely shitting all over this old, lonely she drunk. She lives a hard old. life. She's probably like 40. Like, you ever seen a rough 40-year-old? In 1897? Yeah. yeah. Everything's coal-fired? Yeah. Your makeup regimen is burlap. (laughs) Rub it on your face. Maybe. I don't know. Try it. It's not not good. This one is actually a bummer of a story that's in there because it is clearly here for, like, people to laugh at this old sad lady. Okay. Fully. To just be like, oh, sucks to be her. Glad I'm not this old dumb bitch. Yeah, there's... Probably plenty of punching down on this page. Oh, yeah. This entire page is punching down. Annie's recollection of Sunday events are decidedly hazy. She was having a nice, quiet time at home. Saturday was payday, and she laid in a supply of whiskey with part of her week's salary. Sunday morning, her supply of liquor ran low, and she started downstairs to replenish her bottle. The stairs were unsteady, and at the top, she lost her balance. When she was picked up at the bottom, she was dead to the world. An ambulance was called, and she was sent to City Hospital. It was found that she needed treatment for alcoholism more than the injuries to her head. Yes. So the article you know, goes on to say she woke up in the hospital, had no idea where she was, mm-hmm. started screaming her face off. Then things got worse. Nice. Scantily attired and with her long gray hair streaming down her back, Annie was charging back and forth, raving like a maniac. She was captured and put back to bed. Soothing potions were administered, and she was soon quiet. She tranquilized? (laughs) Yeah, so the orderlies tackled her, beat the shit out of her, tranked her, and put her back to bed. 20 bucks of soothing potions is just a funnel and more whiskey. It's It's just like, shut up! It's more heroin just (laughs) funneled into her mouth. Just imagine back to laudanum. It could be heroin at that time, actually. Honestly. 1890s? No, back then, I just think of just like a fucking dog catcher with like a giant net. (laughs) Just scooping her up. Can't be art. Cannot fucking got her. Cannot be far off. Cannot be far off. The article ends on this sentence. Annie is not married and never has been. (laughs) 
That's the last sentence. Oh, she has on. been alone, oh, okay. and oh. she'll die alone. It goes on. So, Annie is not married and never has been. She is all alone in the world. She said she felt sad and lonely and tried to draw comfort from the cup. Who hasn't? So, yeah. Honestly, I feel and bad. this is a time when everyone was an alcoholic. Oh, fuck. Like, alcoholic to a degree that is insane. To a degree you can't So, imagine. to stick out. Yeah, she was, she was going hard. She's going hard. Honestly, like the people of 1897 St. Louis, we're laughing at this poor woman, too. I hope she did find happiness. Nope, this is her legacy. I mean, it literally is her legacy. It's probably the only thing she's known for. Seriously. And now, What's her name again? Now her spirit is being sucked back from wherever it's from because we... She never, finally found peace. It's Annie Ryan. Well, you don't we're die dragging her through the, the mud. Last, until the last person's forgotten your name. And we keep a- remembering. Annie Ryan is going to be alive for a long time. Want to make a shirt? <laughs> print the Annie Ryan shirts. Anyone we don't want to get to heaven, we got to print a shirt about them. <laughs> That's how it works, guys. It's the opposite of, uh, uh, you, not, is it usury? What is it? Where usury you, is just interest. That's interest. What's the one where you pay to get out of purgatory? Plenary indulgence. Yeah, yeah. We're doing the opposite of plenary indulgence. We're keeping the spirits bound to earth <laughs> by printing t-shirts. Buy our Adolf Hitler shirt. It's <laughs> Well, he's in hell, right? So you want to keep people out oh, of Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Shit. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. She's probably in hell, too. Mm. The meek shall inherit the earth. It's pretty meek. Well, like she, she didn't hurt anybody. Like she, sounds like she inherited a flight of stairs to the fucking face. Yeah, and some shitty whiskey. Yeah. So the next story... She's probably a bad hang. I, she doesn't sound like a good hang now. She was sad and lonely. Yeah. I feel bad. I uh, be a good like, feel deeply bad for this woman, to be quite honest. It's no. kind of, the story kind of bummed me out. Honestly, if someone's talking about me, like, hundreds of years from now... On a podcast? Pretty sick. Like, she's done more with her life than I have. Yeah. <laughs> she's remembered. Yeah, in Purgatory, they're like, Annie, they just talked about you on a podcast. She's like, what's that? Yeah. And they're like, well, like, please let me out of here. It's like radio. It's so gray. What's you know, like, like your hair, you old bitch? <laughs> she's like, yes, I guess. She's just reliving that day. Doesn't get, doesn't get to get tranked in Purgatory, though. Yeah. She just wakes up again in the bed. So the next story, apparently hockey dads, not a new thing. Ooh. Headline, all caused by the kids. Oh, I doubt it. But go on. The Korsts and Blumenthal's live near the rear of 1116 North 10th Street. Like, they dox everyone. The doting fathers were sitting together watching the little ones frolicking in the yard. Frolicking. Korst observed that the little Blumenthal's didn't give the Korsts a fair show in the game they were playing. Blumenthal carelessly retorted that Korst lied. <laughs> then neighbor Korst swatted neighbor Blumenthal with a stick, inflicting a deep cut. When Blumenthal came back to Earth, he made tracks for the city dispensary, where Dr. Haley tied up his head. Korst was arrested. So, hey, your kids are fucking cheaters. You're a liar, motherfucker. Oh, yeah? Stick to the head. Stick to the face, yeah. Yeah. Classic. Which, did he have a stick at the ready? It sounds like he had a hidden stick with him. I, if I was around at that a time, switch? I'd always have a... St- uh, for sure. It was for the kids, but he used it on the dad. Yeah. It's like, well, this is normally for their asses, but I'm going to use it on your face. Right. Keeps it in his back pocket. Yeah. It's my kid-beating stick, but you're getting it today, buddy. But I like that these dads are so... 
hardcore about it. Like these kids weren't even playing a semi-official like youth league game. They were playing game. a yard. Game. They were playing yeah. in the yard. But and you're like, yeah, acting boy, like he's not playing marbles the way he should be. You're thinking little league dads are new. They're not. No. no. This goes back. Probably like everything else. Like nothing. Shit don't change. Blah blah blah. Like they're. Since the beginning of time. I will guarantee you most of the kids whose dads were pissed off about their playing time when I was playing football, those kids did not want to even be on the team. They're like, <laughs> I fucking hate this shit. My dad's over here yelling for me to get more playing time. I don't even want to be here. He's making me be here. Yeah. Sports dads suck. Any dad Angry making any noise yeah. other than like, let's go. Yeah, good job, Tim. Pisses me off. Yeah, that's it. That you, do, you are not part of the game. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. It's very... Unless you're rooting for the team and you feel like the ref fucked you, then you can rat fuck that ref. Can you? Yes. Fuck the ref. There, I had one ref as a kid who was absolute, like, it was almost like he was cosplaying as a referee. And what I mean by that is, like, he was taking it way too seriously and even dressed the part. And he was, like, a 30-year-old man, and he wore socks up to his knee. Like, he dressed like a fucking, like, EPL ref. Oh, sorry. and had his own special cards. Did he extravagantly show them to you? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. He's like, cut. He's like, ten, ten, ten. Come here. Yellow card. Wait, you got to wear ten? Yeah. Why'd you wear ten? It's fucking good. You weren't that good. I was. Re- I'm a good soccer player. You're 10. not ten good. Is ten a like just good number for soccer? Ten is like the best number. You have to earn ten. Is it like one in football? I actually, I don't know what number I was wearing. Not 10, then. 10 is what, like, the best player on the yeah, team Messi wears. Yeah, Messi wears 10, Ronaldo wears 10. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know what I was wearing, but I said 10, just to, just to put that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, no, like but he was, like, he was like, come here. One time, he called me for a yellow card, which I, I don't even know. Again, how, how old are you? Eighth grade. You remember this? So you're 13. Yeah. Uh, you remember shit that happens when you're 13. 13 come on. Yeah. yeah, but, like, I know for a fact. Detail? I know for a fact you remember a ton of shit from your dumbass basketball league when you were 13. I guarantee it. Eh, not so much. Yeah, 100%. A lot of games. So this guy called me for a penalty because I, I, uh, I pulled the old uh, Alex Rodriguez. But it was for soccer, so to baseball. You were where, kissing like, the mirror before the game? or Yeah, I was painting a picture of myself as a centaur. <laughs> yeah, that's um, cool. No, no. Uh, I came up behind some kid on the other team who, like, a ball was coming down to head it. He was going to, like, settle it on his chest or head away. Yeah. And I go, I got it, I got it, I got it. And he backed off. And I took the ball. Can you not do that? I thought you could. Why can't you? And I immediately got called for a fucking yellow card. That sounds like bullshit. Right? 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 Yeah. It's his fault. Sorry, he's stupid. You should know the voices on your team. I'm clearly yeah. not on his team. Like, I came out and I was like, I got it, I got it. And he backed off. And I took the ball. Why aren't you? And the ref whistled you, it dead. How are you not, like, telling your team that? You should be kicked out of the league. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck this guy. But A-Rod did that when he was rounding second base one time. There was an infield fly. And, he, and it was two outs, so the infield fly rule was not in effect. And he just goes, I got it, I got it! And the shortstop backed off, and the ball dropped. You're essentially the kid in pickup basketball that, like, obviously you can't tell the difference because you just met these people. That goes, hey, right here, right here. I'm open, I'm open. And oh, that's the move, though. If you're You bad. pass it to him because you just met him. Well, here's the And then thing. he takes the other it's way. Like the difference football. is that Throw it these me, people play with each other every week. Um, They're also it wearing pickup. uniforms. We were wearing different uniforms. <laughs> The thing so about it's, uniforms it's, 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 it's in fact, I guess the way it's similar to what you're saying is not at all. It's similar in you being a scumbag. What? I'm sorry. If you're not cheating, you, you ain't, ain't trying. trying. No. 
I agree with that commercial where the kid hits it out of bounds. You, you hate that kid. You would fight that kid I if would. he was on your team. Yeah. You would kick that kid. Who's that on me, coach? That coach's first words would be like, shut the, shut the fuck, fuck up. up. <laughs> this Dude. is the state championship game. Shut up. And by the way, coaches, I dealt with the scumbag coach, coach once too in baseball where I was fucking on third base. I was leading off. There was a right-handed hitter up. And, like I was, I was a runner on third, leading off in foul territory. Right-handed hitter up. He absolutely smokes a line drive, hits me in the fucking thigh, like on the on the line or whatever. Her, uh, it left a bruise, like a bruise, like this big on me to this day. It's still there. Hi. Uh, and, and I'm like on the ground, like writhing in pain. And we're near the other. Te- I'm I'm near the other team's dugout. And this coach like steps over me and is like, "All right, boys." Well, he got hit by the ball. It's third out. So it was two outs. He's like, third out. So take the field. Take the field. No one knows the rules of baseball except for me somehow. And I'm like, I was in foul territory. It doesn't count. Like, it doesn't count. Like, it's not an out. You only, it's only yeah. an out if you get by a ball in fair territory. And the ump's he like. stepped over you like you were Tyron Lou. Yes. <laughs> literally. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's like, I'm a kid. <laughs> like, in pain. Trying he just to- started teabagging you. Like. <laughs> He did. And that was in the locker room later. And I was like, but we don't go to the locker room. And he just, he just pulled me into a bathroom. It's fine. But hit the showers, I mean the sink. Yeah, sports are fun. But hit the showers, I mean, I'm going to push your face into the shower floor. And uh... I don't like this joke. <laughs> let's, let's continue. We've already, I started already read a lot of words it. from yeah. 1897 today. It's a bad one. It's not, not it's a, great. It's a, let's get into so a couple more stories of like quick hitters. People being so blackout drunk that they hurt themselves and don't remember and ended up in the hospital. Seems like a recurrent theme. It is, absolutely. Including Blind Billy. He was a newsie, actually, for the Post-Dispatch. Uh, he, he didn't usually drink, but he got drunk with his friends and tried to walk home. <laughs> Jesus. And started popping off. Uh, <laughs> started firing shots. Yeah, he started Black firing people. shots. Now, to be fair, he didn't know who he was shooting at, so it was fine. Um, no, he just, like, he, he doesn't know how he hurt himself or how he ended up in the hospital. He's like, I got blackout drunk with my friends, tried to walk home, even though I'm blind, <laughs> and uh, here I am. It really be your own sometimes. It really does. The last story, though, it's another quick hitter, and uh, it's a fun one. It's a fun one. Headline, knocked out four teeth. Subheadline: Mrs. Ebert hit with a stone big enough to fell a horse. <laughs> okay. Henry Ebert was fined $20 and costs by Judge Zimmerman Monday for striking Mrs. Chris Ebert in the mouth with a stone, knocking out four teeth and splitting her lower lip almost to the chin. 20 bucks. 20 1897 Oh, bucks. hold on. Still, he wasn't arrested. He wasn't like... No. Put in jail. They were like, hey, buddy. Cut it out. Remember, how big was that stone? As big, bigger than your thumb? Then don't use it. Are you looking up the, yes. the inflation? I bet it's a few hundred bucks. It probably a few hundred bucks, yeah. Which seems low. Very low. <laughs> to knock out th- four teeth. And split her fucking face open. Uh, it would be $651 today. Still not a lot. I can tell you right now, I obviously wouldn't do it. But if I took a giant stone, smashed it into my wife's face, and the judge was like, hey, hey, that'll be $600. <laughs> so I'm going to cover the medical costs? Like, like, I would not be hard for me to pay. 
No, that's a fucking poor man's right. rule. That's not good. Any rule that's a monetary send fine is asshole, just a poverty tax. Send this motherfucker yeah. to jail. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, they, do they go home together? <laughs> All right, now get in the car and get out of here. $600. That car. It's yeah. like... Now walk her home. She can't see straight. You're yes. sleeping on the couch tonight. Yeah. You better remember this next time. Uh, but did I, it again for making him pay 650 right. bucks. I mean, the article doesn't say what she said, but... Of course. Why do you need that? Right. Well, she couldn't talk anyway. Yeah. The article goes on to say the stone was about as big of a paving block and concludes that it was big enough to knock a horse unconscious. So it's like this big. Yeah, it's really fucking big. Those hit her with it or he threw it at her? I don't, they just he said... two-handed. They just said he hit her with it, but that doesn't mean... I don't know. I don't know if that means he threw it at her or he was just like, you know. You know that scene from Mean Girls where the... <laughs> the boombox flies into the kid's face. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm imagining it's something like that. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. That, those were my favorite stories from page two of the St. Louis Post-Fetch. These, that's the page, by the way. They probably really sold these papers. Hell yeah. Like, really move papes, as they say in Newsies. Mm-hmm. Just local gossip. Literal local gossip. What do we have here again? Have- I'm sorry. We have a uh, raid on night, uh, ethnic nightlife. We have race war fight. <laughs> Which was not a race war. Right. It was a drunk white guy uh, getting into trouble. A hobo fighting someone over beer. Uh, a woman who tried to kill herself. Another woman who the paper thinks should kill herself. <laughs> uh, angry hockey dads. <laughs> a couple drunk people hurting themselves, including a blind guy. And then some domestic violence with a brick. It's the Delco Star. <laughs> the Delco Daily. Well, it's the St. Louis. Is there a Delco fuck newspaper? Uh, yeah. It's, I was about to say it's no different than the Oakland Delco Star Times, whatever. There's, we call it the Star Blunder because <laughs> it's a joke. What'd you guys learn today? Uh, shit don't change. What I always knew. People be doing people shit and we love reading about and it. And by the way, we talked about this the other day. I think I posted this recently on our TikTok softcore history um this clip and it's on our instagram as well um this is how the penny papers got big and this is only 50 years after the invention of the penny paper or maybe 60 years after the invention of the penny paper yeah fucking yep. goss tracks dude that's all we want it is the garbage garbage police blotter stuff and this is literally how hemingway got his start kansas city ambulance beat you can look up, by the way. You can go find Hemingway's old articles in the Kansas City Star, I think, something like that. But again, we're not different, man. This is how we got our start. Right. We, I, we blogged. No. Yeah. We absolutely, we blogged. And they, these are blogs. Yeah. Let's be honest. These are blogs. Much this better is, written, much more eloquent. This way is better me vocabulary. writing about some kid who shit his pants at, like, uh, I don't know, Cal State Fullerton. Literally. That's what this is. It's unbelievable. Like, if you think you're unique or special or that society now is somehow different in a better or worse way, in many ways it's better. But in other, other ways where you think, like, you might see injustice, just know that, like, it's, it's kind of always been like that, where people are kind of mean and unfair and petty. You're worth the bones that you can put in the ladder. <laughs> you're worth it. You're worth is your the bone amount of bone. Your worth is bone rungs. Yeah. How many rungs can you put in the bone ladder? That's your only worth. That's your worth. What'd you learn today? Just that, again, th- this is just us. Yeah. This is how we got our start. That's how they got their start. We are the same. 
We are one. Who's today's Hitler? I'm going to say Stone Boy. <laughs> the guy that hit his wife with the paver? With yeah. the pavement brick? Uh, might be the guy that just popped rounds into the <laughs> black crowd. Might be him. Yeah, there's a racial element <laughs> there. It's very Hitler-esque. Pretty super on Outside brand, of the beer hall, mind you. Yeah, this honestly. Hitler, actually. Yeah, not. I mean, the biggest Hitler of the, the, sh- the show was the 60-year-old woman who lied about her age. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say the biggest Hitler who ever wrote about the 60-year-old woman. <laughs> Old lady lies. Like that that dude Old was, lonely hag. That dude was just like, I'm gonna get some laughs. Today. Listen here, you old bag. Like, you can tell honestly by that writing, I think, I think. I, I it's hard like I'm no expert on this at all, but it was it seems cutting. He seems like it seems like, like the writer was trying to legitimately get laughs. He's encountered her before. maybe. I'll have to Google Annie Ryan. Or he's just an asshole that's trying to get laughs. Yeah. Right. Like, let me cut to the list. I've certainly done that before. I've done it. We've all done it. To the point where, and by the way, when you're on this beat, and I actually say this about blogging, which is why I don't really love doing everyday content, uh, especially if it's about current events in particular, yeah. I, I don't think that's a good thing to do. I, I think it, for a lot of reasons, but one reason is um, you eventually, and it doesn't take that long, you forget you're writing about people. Yeah, it's just a story. You become very cynical. You look for the worst thing. that The internet ruins you. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, you just forget that, like, you are writing about human beings. So the human being you're writing about, right? Someone shits her pants. Some guy shits his pants, whatever, at Cal State Fullerton, right? You're like, oh, it's just another pants-shitting story, blah, 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 I'm going to make my jokes, whatever. Well, that's the first and probably only story about that guy ever. Yeah. So that's for you, that dude goes to get a job. Right, just but his you. SEO is yeah. It's right and there. for you, that's just another story. But for him, that's like this like glaring like supernova spotlight on him that yeah. is like terrifying, Forever. and he's not used to it, and it's never happened before or her whatever. Like you don't under you you lose that sense of e- even the Manti Teo stuff. I think is a perfect example of that. Like how many of us? Do, I made the fucking. I Everyone made anti-tailing jokes like when I was in college. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was the hanging fruit. And then you actually see a side of the story and you're like, how the fuck would this kid know? I, he's like the nicest guy ever. Yeah, he's yeah. so good. Right. Yeah, I, you actually had a really good point. It's like this is just a swing right back to like middle of the road. Like thought is the Manti Teo documentary where it's just like no one's sympathizing for the person that perpetrated. If you are, you're an asshole. No, no she's awful. You. Yeah, no. Like I don't care that, who they are. I don't care what their situation no, no, is. Uh, your creed, color, and sexual orientation. There's plenty of people that are different that aren't humongous pieces of shit. Both and honestly, them, the people that come of, off quite, the worst, ninety nine percent of them easily. And the people that come off the worst in that documentary are the Deadspin writers. Yeah, yep. because they're bloggers. The they're the little. We waited <laughs> an hour. They waited yeah. an hour. Yeah. They're the little preening assholes that are like, <laughs> look at him. Let's make fun of him. They, they were the people who got bullied. And they were like, yeah. let's, let's put this, this, foot, this religious football kid down a couple notches. Oh, they became the bullies. Yeah. Like that whole mm-hmm. Gawker Deadspin situation, they were Because they wanted, not, they didn't really care about him. They wanted to clown ESPN and they wanted to clown Notre Dame. Yep. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I always feel like the people that there's people that are genuinely good people that go through bullying and they're like, you know what? Fuck this shit. Like mm-hmm. those people are assholes. I'm going to be better than that. There's people that go through bullying and they immediately turn it around 
Yep. I mean, look at Timothy Burke's yeah. hair. And they're like, I'm going to make fun of, I'm going to, I'm going to be ex- exclusionary as possible to everyone oh, yeah. else. And like that's, I'm, that's, I will one day have the power and I will just turn it around. Yeah. And that's all they, and that's, oh, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. It was funny though. They're like, oh, he's, the, he's like deep state internet. He's part of anonymous. And it's just like, oh, I just Googled. <laughs> it's like, he has all these, de- these tools that he can find oh, all the, this. The fucking Deadspin guy? Yeah. The, yeah. No. It's just like, no, he just used Google. He, yeah, yeah, they show all these screens in front of him. It's like, yeah, you fucking inspected the element on the webpage, you dickhead. They're making him look like uh, yeah. fucking which, Lucius Fox to be from fair, Batman. Which is, that is not an impressive thing. Like, it's not like a sketchy thing, but it is something that 99% of people have no idea what it is. What, like, but that's their own fault. Well, like going inspect element? Or yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. It's, 99% yeah. of people know it. But that's like the same thing, like 99% of people, myself included, like couldn't change their own oil. You know what I mean? Like, it's like that type of thing. You just pour it on top. Yeah. You just put it in the, open it up, put, turn, put, it, put in. it in the engine. Yeah. You, you, you pop the hood, go to the gas station, put the oil in the, the hood. The gas, right? Yeah. Gas gasoline oil. oil. Yeah, oil, right. gas. Yeah. Sounds right. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. That's how it's done. But yeah, I mean, they're just bloggers for their time. I've written probably several stories just as bad. Just as bad. Uh, me too. A hundred percent. A hundred fucking percent. And I've had multiple times where I've I had people privately email me like, "What do you? Can you take this down, please? Like, I don't yeah. know why you wrote this about me." And like, and that those were always like, it was never like two days in a row. It was always like once a year. And I, it would be like a come to Jesus moment where I'd be like, "Fuck, man!" I would be like, "I'm I'm sorry. Like, I'm I'm genuinely sorry." Like, it's I, like you were part of quota. Yeah, like I was I just trying to wasn't hit a number. <laughs> Your perpetual misery is part of my well, daily. It's limit. the type of thing where you get calloused to it. Like you don't. Remember that you're talking about people. Right. You don't remember it. Yeah. And by the way, there's a million other people encouraging you to do that. Yeah. Page views, Sorry, baby. Uh, other people, fuck them. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and that's not yeah. an excuse, by the way, no. but you just do, like, forget. Like, you just genuinely forget. It's really fucked up, which is why we only do this to dead human beings. We've evolved. Yeah. Yes. Like Annie Ryan, dumb bitch. <laughs> Old fucking hag. Hey. Uh, anyway, that's all I've got. Make sure you check out softcorehistory.com. We got a Patreon, patreon.com slash softcorehistory.com slash softcorehistory. Uh, got an episode on West Texas and all the crazy shit that goes on down there. The lights, in the, the Indian. zone of silence. Yeah. That's in Mexico, but we talk about that as well. Yeah. Well, should be West Just Texas. Just that whole area. Yeah, it should be West Texas. Should we should have taken it. We should have taken the zone of silence yeah. for sure. Werner Braun von, von Braun should have. Our, uh, our boy, not my boy, Werner. but... Yeah, not, definitely not your boy. America's boy, Werner. Yeah, Werner. Werner. Yeah, Von Braun. Yeah, no, it's a good one. Uh, Aliens all and shit. trip around Marfa and Big Ben and all Woo. the paranormal shit out there. I visited a ghost town, so that was pretty cool. A town of ghosts. Only ghosts live there. Pretty yeah. racist, but yeah, they're only pretty, ghosts are allowed to live there. They're pretty cheap. What? Yeah. Fucking stingy ass. Won't build anything new. Ghosts, yeah. Make you eat ghost food. Just falls right through you. Yeah, it's like, it's just poop. They eat dead food. It's poop. Check out our Patreon. Go see poop. <laughs> yeah. That's what I learned today. Go see poop. You just invented that. You did. That was not part of the episode, so go ahead and listen, <laughs> listen to the episode. We talked zero about that. Uh, yeah. It's a good one, though. You learn all about the horrifying screams that happen in Big Bend National Park, mm-hmm. why a bunch of people deserted a ghost town, and... Uh, and a modern story of a woman on probably acid. 
It's a very modern we, story. Like it happened last week. It happened, it last, happened yesterday. It happened last night. <laughs> <laughs> I was there for it. So yeah, you witnessed it. Yeah, I learned about an English woman abroad losing her mind in the Chihuahuan Desert. That's like, yeah, it happens. Sold. So for uh, yeah. Dan Regester and Jake Goldman, I'm Rob Fox. You just got soft served.